Hello everybody, Zetu Zwane here from Blackator Health and Wellness Lifestyle Blog and Growth Opportunities with Zetu Zwane, which is the podcast episode. And if you don't, if you haven't yet, follow me on YouTube for Just Growth Babe Vibes with Zetu Zwane. Today I want to talk about, so I had just a life rant just to go through, um, how are you guys doing? If you guys go through this, let me know. It was just about how your brain tricks you into going back into the back into old habits as opposed to moving on. Um, Christianity, obviously we call that sin, but if you look at like the root part of sin, cause I feel like maybe sometimes sin makes you feel like very like, Oh, you've betrayed. Like this is like the deepest betrayal, but it's just honestly like a self betrayal. Let's say for example, if you, um, decided, okay, I'm going to, you know, manage my finances properly, but then you keep continuously finding yourself, you know, recklessly emotionally spending. And then that gives you like panic attack and anxiety when it comes to like how you're going to pay your bills at the end of the month. That is somehow like a self-betrayal. And in my little life rant, that was what I was like hinting towards the fact that, okay, you know, it's not that we do it purposefully, but it's just like overcoming our emotions and overcoming those bad habits, um, those certain habits that we're used to and those beliefs that we're used to. And just to show you guys, just how easy it is to fall back into old habits the second that you feel like okay you've sorted out everything you're able to pay for rent and everything like that it's very easy to go back to recklessly living without just like deciding fully and consciously and intentionally deciding okay i'm going to try things differently but today i want to talk about i ended up with talking about you know having a woman strip naked in front of me i was in like the smallest bathroom toilet cubicle and a woman stripped naked in front of me and was like i am more beautiful than you i am far better than you and i wanted to talk about you know forget about the fact that she's stripped naked okay it was Let's talk about, you know, what, from a people-pleasing perspective, um, how do you end up in that situation where you sort of, like, hunched over staring at somebody and being like, you know, my life is much more valuable than this, to be honest. When I thought about, like, I have, like, a dramatic, you know, an eventful life, I felt like an eventful life as in me, you know, traveling, um, just hanging out with friends, um, just partying with friends, having a girls' night. I never quite imagined myself staring at a naked person who had to strip naked to scream that their body is better looking than mine. And yet that's what happened when you people please and you don't, um, you know, you're not working on setting emotional and personal boundaries. So that's what I want to talk about to you today. I wanted to talk about how being attacked by five women leading up to that moment in the toilet um, made me feel like, okay, I need, I'm the problem here. I need to change. I'm not responsible for your emotions, but I am responsible for how I set the tone and set how I'm going to be treated. And sometimes we allow ourselves to escape. Obviously, mine is quite different than other people, but let's get into this episode. And as always, this post may contain affiliate links. If you do buy anything from me, you won't pay a penny more, but I will get a small commission. I only suggest products and services that I myself would use. Let's get to it. I'm a nice, starting with this quote, I'm a nice person. No, honey, 
people pleasing is stressing you out. This is a stress, a series on stress, um, in relation to April's international stress, international stress month and how people pleasing is just making you exhausted and distracting you from your life's goals. Let's set the boundaries. Let's set the tone so that you are not so dis- so that you remove these distractions and these hindrances, emotional hindrances from your life's goals. Let's get into it. Have you ever found yourself in a stressful situation where you want to scream, ah, please take this away from me? For instance, a bunch of people making are making comments on who dresses who dresses the best among you, but you find yourself wanting to avoid the conversation. Like you're shrinking, like, oh, can we just not talk about this? Like, really, really? But in the same breath, when people come and saying someone has the best fashion sense, you're suddenly motivated to praise. Oh yeah, that person definitely dresses well. Yeah, I saw you, girl. I saw you last week. Hey, did you see their last dress? Lastly, when you are complimented for your beauty or your talents, you either immediately redirect praise or you just fold your sh- or you just fold you in your shoulders and shrug it off. Is this not perceived stress versus real stress? Worse, specifically stress from people pleasing and wanting to hide yourself can seem like the most kind of stressful moment ever like ugh. Just please, I I just do not like attention on me. People pleasing is not a sin, but a limitation on yourself. I find it fascinating to couples to couple people pleasing with perceived stress because they are really combined when you talk about blocks in your life goals. I've always said that that there's a huge emotional cost to change. Really, that that is really considered from the. And I, and I've started, I started saying this when I did my first New Year's, um, New Year's goals like are bad for you because we don't consider our emotional stress. Like sometimes for some of us, like, you know, the, we could be in a very difficult season, but there's that kind of like uncanny, unspoken, um, thing about a new year that makes you want to hit in a new goal and throwing yourself in the deep end. When emotionally you're in the deep end, have you really and truly sat with yourself and considered your emotional cost of your change? Oh my God, oh my puppies. So if you live for people's acceptance, you will die from their rejection is one quotation from Lecrae that I loved. And I was like, oh, this resonates very well with today's topic. Even if you wanted to change like a relationship job, like a relationship or job promotion or school, it has a profound way of influencing your emotions, both good and bad. Consequently, it's worth your growth, getting to with your growth opportunities, getting to know more about the emotional wisdom and how it, how emotional wisdom comes with blocking or propelling to your next stage in life. Like I said, you could be drowning, like you're overwhelmed, you're stressed, you're burnt out. But the pressure that 
uncanny and unspoken pressure to have a new year's goal to have a new life goal or to seem like you're growing somewhere in life can distract you away from dealing with your emotions and then as to like um, dealing with your emotions and dealing with low character things like are you people pleasing and how was people pleasing hindering hindering your life goals this is what influences perceived stress and it's a result of putting that pressure on yourself for something that is imagined and has not happened. Let me give an example. Let me say I see my crush and he's a very well-established person. I could get perceived stress because I'll start thinking, what am I doing actually with my life? Like, am I, am I fit enough to be with that person? Or vice versa. Have you never, have you, um, have you ever been on a couple of dates with somebody and then they start to feel like you're out of your league. Now, both of you have just erupted into this perceived stress because he's stressing out that he's not worthy of you and he's now expressed himself, but you stressing like, Oh, listen, I I've had too many dates uh, with the wrong people and you want to express that to him. So now there's a, there's this perceived stress that you might lose this really great person because he's overstressing with, um, the fact that he's not good enough for you. And he has this perceived stress and he's put this pressure on himself thinking that he's not good for you. And now it's erupted into a combined actual stress. So you see how it started as imagine it's not there yet. None of you, you haven't said, Oh, you are nowhere near good enough for me to this individual but his behavior and everything about him will make him go it will make him feel in that kind of way so that's what we're talking about here today we're talking about that perceived kind of stress and how it influences so many areas of our lives like our relationships and our career goals i did that once in a while thinking about a bad customer and so, okay, so I remember I was writing the health, I used to be the health and wellness writer for this uh, wellness organization, and it was International Stress Month, like this post is all about. And <coughs> funny enough, I was, okay, so I was, I was trying to figure out how to be relatable to people, how to relate the issue of perceived stress. And then I got like, I remember we had a family event, and there's this auntie that I don't want to, then there's this customer that I don't want to see, sorry, we had like this um, company event, this is really bad customer that I don't want to see, and I was thinking about this bad customer, um, I'm like, like I always like to, uh, free to mention, I'm a functional, like functional anxiety and functional perfectionist so i don't actually show the people that i'm dreading seeing these people uh this bad customer they usually throw bad customers at me actually <laughs> but um i was told but internally i will still like be like oh do i really have to see this person and just feel like maybe you just have a season where you're like okay i'm just actually really done with um, dealing with bad customers today or you know uh, achieving and handling crises. Can I just take a two second break? But unfortunately, when that moment emotionally, when I wanted to take that break, that particular customer was coming in four days, but I was so emotionally charged that my body released a flood of adrenaline. I, I was so, I became so exhausted. The issue is I find myself extremely tired and it was only like four hours later where I was like, wow, just thinking about this human being made me um made me realize wow that was really bad like i'm now 
I became physically exhausted. I wanted to sleep because I became, I, you know, when you get become flustered and you don't know how to deal with the situation because it's imagined. Now you imagine all these scenarios and then all like 10,000 scenarios begin to overwhelm you and then exhaust your body emotionally and mentally. And then it ends up exhausting you physically. And you know, I was so insane about that thing. I don't know what happened. The customer had been he I'd been dealing with him I think for four months and consistently every time we would no this this customer okay would turn every color in the rainbow when he'd get angry that's just how he expresses himself and then um even though I reckon okay then I remember I I I I, I finally took counsel of somebody that dealt with him he's like oh no 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 he's like that he's like a chameleon you know I think he just naturally just talks angry and he turns every calendar to shit. I was like, yes. And he's like, he has sharp eyes. Yes. And there was a point where he like, his whole face turned like one solid color. And it looked like he was dead. So that was the only time. And I'm still paying particular attention to him. It's a very weird thing. But I appreciate those customers because I, I definitely know what they want. You give me a list of 10 things that, you're not, that you want improved. And I, I hit with those 10 list customers. Customers who disappear and they're absolutely angry. And then if I call them afterwards and then I want to find out, okay, what happened to you? Um, are you okay? Can you give me a review? And then they express themselves. Those customers, I'm like, oh, wow. Why didn't you say it at that point when I uh, asked you? But I, I, I completely understand. Other individuals, they want to, they don't want to, you know, turn every color in the rainbow. They want to digest their emotions and their feelings. Sometimes I even do that. I want to separate. Maybe I'm um I'm a little bit frustrated here, and this is also I'm not I'm not particularly happy here. So let me just go separate these two emotions, and then I'll come back to you uh, to those two situations, and I'll deal with them separately. Um, but then the customer came through. I remember the customer came through, and he was so happy. He was so friendly, and so I was like, oh okay. So I panicked over. The scenario of, I'm actually just not in the mood to deal with every color in the rainbow customer. And only to find out that he was, he was actually particularly happy. But it, even though it grows the relationship, sometimes you have those emotional seasons where they trust and they rely on you because you don't give up on them when they turn every color. You let them turn every color in the rainbow and then you deal with their things. Um, okay, so I've done this for you and you go through all the 10 points that they gave you. Um, it does build a relationship with them. But I'm talking about what if you don't have that emotional, you're just going through that emotional season where you're just like overwhelmed and you're tired and you don't want to go through every emotion in the rainbow with the customer, right? Or every emotion in the rainbow with your family members. It could be your family members. It could be your aunties. It could be your siblings. It could be your parents. It could be your friends. We all have those moments. But when you're struggling with people pleasing, it is going to be the biggest conflicting moment. It's, it adds into the anxieties of it because you have that pressure of, I can't let people down. There's a difference between excelling to um, find uh, common ground with an individual and people pleasing. Because people pleasing is you have to lose me, the people pleaser, in order to please that individual so they end up winning. And I think in that kind of dynamic, it is not okay. Because then you end up with toxic relationships like I've discussed before. And you end up with, you know, um, limiting yourself and limiting your ability and shying and hiding away your talent. Which is what I've actually been discussing in my recent book. I've I published a workbook on body confidence. And just to des describe, you know, hiding your body... Um, 
it's going to become a belief pattern in your in your life and then so when you come across these situations where when your workspace on your project when you're doing a particular project you'll be conflicted when it comes to people pleasing because now when you feel like i'm not good enough it starts with and it could have started when you were like four years old where you were like I'm not good enough. My body's not good enough. It's strange. It's not, it's not identical to the other people around me. Something about me is weird. Maybe I have freckles on my face. You know what I'm saying? And having those freckles on your face, it made me not um, understand. Maybe somebody who you deemed popular than you made you feel belittled you because you had that one dimple on your face. Dimples are beauty. But because that very popular person uh, belittled you, um, now you're starting to question yourself. So that's why that stripping person in the toilet changed my whole entire perspective because um, I perceived them as like this beautiful person. You know, obviously when <clears throat> it doesn't, it didn't matter that I won a pageant, you know, and I was a pageant queen for two terms. Um, you will still feel like there's other women that are deemed more beautiful than you. So when they, when she stripped naked, it breaks the whole cycle. But sometimes we, you won't, ever experience that moment where somebody strips naked in front of you and then you begin to realize oh my gosh wait a minute you are um you have insecurities actually and you perceive me far better than you and now it's exploded some people won't hide that one so when you have all of those bottled up you messy beliefs and ideas it really does begin to affect maybe and it causes a conflict within yourself when it comes to people pleasing and separating those things. But that's what we're here to talk about today because it's really frankly related to your health goals and your life goals. And if you can overcome them through the workbook, just journaling, and it has weekly activities, it'll definitely help you out. So I'm going to go ahead and link the health book in the description so you guys can go check it out and go see who is this? Who exactly am I talking to when I was writing this workbook? Who is this workbook for? It's that woman who's hiding herself, who's people who's struggling with people pleasing, and she wants to overcome this emotional goal because there's something big that if you if you have challenged yourself to I, gain your identity in Christ, because Christ is not your leaders, he's not your community, he's not your family, he's not the comparison person, he doesn't compare to anybody. Um, but sometimes we just need to take on that personal journey within yourself and not and not wait for anybody to take that journey for you. And so that workbook is for that woman who who finally wants to go ahead and achieve all that she's ever dreamt of, all that she's ever seen her within her capabilities, but struggle to succeed to get to that just that last one bit. Go ahead and go check out that ebook. I'm gonna also add that description in the link. But yeah. So I tend to also journal and that's what motivated me to, you know, also publish this workbook just to help you work through those different activities. All four weeks have different activities for that exact reason so that I could get back to being more productive. You know, when you're burnt out and you're going through that really fuzzy, icky, I just want to, I, I don't really, I'm tired of getting myself out of this rut kind of like life season you're most likely going to be more vulnerable to drowning in fake stress. I mean, really, your your mind is full of fake stress at that point. Yet your mind gets stuck in the what ifs, causing an uncomfortable feeling in your body. You know, and that uncomfortable feeling gives, pushes that rush of adrenaline, pushes all of that in there, causing that uncomfortable feeling. Or like what this post is about, how do you react when you're next to someone that you think or you deem is more beautiful than you, you think is more successful than you, you think is more capable than you, you think um, you have, even to say to them, why do they have that life and I don't, 
is going to bring more stress than you because they are popular than you. It's more stressful or more popular than you. So what the Bible, uh, one quote that I have to give you guys, for example, is Proverbs 29 verse 25. Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting God leads means safety. And the reason why I like that quote is because <clears throat> let's say if you deem somebody, you perceive somebody, you're thinking somebody, you're, you're thinking you've created this whole life scenario for them, a whole, you've given them a whole life script and you've made yourself in that script, you've actually made yourself secondary. The minute that you do that, it leads you to, it leads you very vulnerable to being taken advantage of. And so as opposed to, you know, blaming that woman for stripping naked in front of me, maybe it's time to look at yourself. Like, what do I do? You know, how do I lead my life in a way that, you know, leaves me vulnerable without boundaries so that people can, you know, think that they can just barge into the bathroom like that, can invade my private space and they feel like they have no consequences. Because when somebody does that to you, they definitely believe there are no, there are zero consequences if they had to come and confront you to tell you that you're uglier than them. And hello, if that's the first person that you deal with, most likely you're going to believe them and say, yeah, that person is absolutely right. But if that's not, you know, the second time that you deal with somebody, uh, hello, H hello, personally, personally, I can tell you today, that that person is crazy. No one in the right mind or no one with, you know, the right kind of confidence would ever come and tell you that you're ugly because your beauty has nothing to do with their beauty. And yet we accept those kind of people continuously, every second, every inch of our day. Somebody comes screaming at you. Uh, they're frustrated. They're frustrated. Oh my goodness. This project is like going, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And you immediately accept that their panic attack is your panic attack is the what I'm here to deal with today. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. So in, in, a, in a lot of ways, the Bible has those key play, those key areas. And what I absolutely love is that what I have to constantly remind myself and I encourage you is the most valuable thing that you'll ever do is understand that sometimes God will put you in those in those places because he wants you to overcome the people pleasing. You can't go to where you are if you're going to allow people to just barge into a very private and sensitive space like a toilet, for example, or private and sensitive space like your goals. You are praying for this goal. You are praying for overcoming so that you can maybe have more financial so that you can get that promotion and that will give you more financial stability so that you can provide to these areas where god deems you know what this is right you are you are not just selfishly looking for fi uh, financial security for yourself but you also want to be able to help people around you and then all of a sudden because now you have this um people pleasing thing about you you want to limit it all of a sudden oh yeah no i can't go after that promotion because um person x over here um is suffering she hates this place over here this place is not worth it uh why would she why so if it, this place is not worth it she's absolutely right this place is not worth it so therefore i'm not worth um going after that promotion i'm not worth going after that commission because it's going to make it's going to um it's making me look bad how can i be going after the situation when people here are suffering Suffering sometimes is a choice. And I, for me in this life lesson, um, this seasonal lesson, I've learned that sometimes I'm learning that sometimes people who are lazier than you will are more convincing. 
I don't know why. <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes people who are lazier than you are very convincing to distract you and disrupt your plans and influence you to slow down and not take the growth that you deserve. And you have to be, and the only way you can gain momentum and continue to press on is if you take on these life, if you take on these personal boundaries, separating your stress, baby girl, from my stress. That's why I started with, um, that's why I started my topic about friendships. You know, have those messy conversations with your friends so that you can separate your fear. Yes, we we went down the same path, but my path is different from yours. Because I'm separating people pleasing. I'm separating panic attacks. I'm separating easily getting actions. I'm separating those things. So even if they do come, I'm going to separate and say that this is, you know what, this is, this is um, my brain right now. You know, she's playing games with me. She's my, I've got emotional roommates called panic attack. I've got emotional roommates called doubt. And I still have to deal with them. I can't kick them out directly because, you know, these homies, they try to come and, they try to come and visit me in life and try and convince me that, you know, I'm still the same. I'm still the same person. I haven't grown up. But guess what? You have grown up, okay? Because you're here and you're listening to this podcast. You're here, you're listening to this episode. And that means a lot. Taking that first step to listening to it. Uh, but keep going back to journal. Keep going back to write down. Keep going back to do those activities. So that when you are tempted to fall back into, so, into those bad habits, you've got something to lean against. And to be like, no, I've been here before. You know what I mean? I've, I've been people-pleasing before. And... I don't know what extreme example you have of a people pleaser, but there's got to be a point in your life where I encourage you to just take that risk and separate that person's emotions from yours. And you'll begin to see that, you know, sometimes I am not responsible for your growth because when you succeed in life, I don't want to have missed mine because I'm, I'm, I'm here sitting and waiting for your appointed hour. This is my appointed hour. This is my time to finally break through this emotional journey of mine. I'm tired of going through the same thing. And if you're somebody who hides in the presence of someone, this post is 100% for you, okay? And this includes having beliefs that this person being more than you in some way means you can't take you can't take their attention. If somebody has convinced you, somebody has an influence of you, it is actually particularly very difficult. The only way that you, it's very difficult. You know, like there's this, um, those motivational speakers that always say like, I look at your first five friends and you look at your history. I've been observing, uh, sometimes when you observe people, um, that are not in your world, you know what I mean? You're not in their bubble. Like when you're friends with somebody, when you've got a friendship group, like you've got a, y'all are a group of five, six girls or whatever. It's very difficult sometimes to look, see and evaluate your little bubble, you, the world that you guys have been creating and you're consistently molding this culture and consistently mold, molding this narrative about what life is and what the situation means and what that situation means. Um, it's very difficult to kind of critically step out of that moment unless you are journal setting your life. And what I mean by that is um, just to take you back to that fearing of people is dangerous trap because in, and that even includes your friends, write down every situation, every scenario that is happening in your life, the good things and the bad things that are happening in your life, and then pin them with the Bible and particularly focus on things like your mind, your mind 
is going to trap you. Your mind and your heart are very deceitful. You have to have those honest conversations. So definitely this episode is not for everybody because if you are not willing to take a very deep and interpersonal look at what you want out of life and look particularly at your emotions and your beliefs, it's going to be very difficult for you to believe that by writing down your scenarios and writing down the Bible, you can actually kind of see sometimes your brain deceives you. You have to have an understanding and you have to be open to the idea. It's worth your while. It's the most valuable thing you can ever do for yourself to being open to the idea that your brain lies to you and your heart lies to you because those two are being led by beliefs starting from you. You never know. You could have an outburst and realize that belief is starting from when you were four. You know, and so sometimes when you go set and you you journal, you you Bible journal those. Um, this is what's happening in my life because my life is messy over here. This is happening here. I'm frustrated here. And then you write the truths of the Bible, and then you start praying over those three, all over those scenarios. Pray over your feelings, and then pray over the truths of the Bible. You begin to realize that sometimes your brain, um, we go back to habitually what we're used to. It's very, it's much easier to people please because. Oh, like people please in the sense that, ah, let me lose this situation and then let me be the one who loses for them to win because you, the asserting yourself is far difficult than losing. And that's what happened to me. It took the fifth woman stripping in front of me to be like, okay, wow, like really wow. As for wow, like this is not the life. Personally, personally, I did not feel like I deserve people to invade my space to this extent but something happened along the line for me i've always said being perceived strong um being a very strong uh characterized strong woman and i was very strong people my family we laugh about it since i was two but community wise when i went out into the world it was very deemed as it was very shunned you know like culturally it's shunned when you are very, perceived as a very strong woman like oh you Oh, no, 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 no. Strong women will perceive as this. Strong women perceive as that. So it's not that you undervalue your strength. You want to hide your strength because then um, you it raises a lot of conflict. It raises a lot of hindrances from people that, oh, no, 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 no. Women are not outspoken. No, 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 no. Women don't this. Oh, no, 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 no. And hearing that repeatedly outside, it definitely had a huge influence on it. So maybe I did, you know, maybe you, you, I did need to have somebody strip naked in front of me to be like, this is ridiculous. Like my life is worth more than being attacked in this kind of way. So maybe you do need to struggle in life. You know, you know, you do need to go through those financial hardships. You do need to go through um, the complaints of why am I not being picked in school? Why am I not being picked at work? Why am I not being picked in relationships? You need to go through those moments so that and turn and look at yourself. Don't turn and look at the person. The person can, they can, they can strip naked all the time. Ah, you you want to cut? I'm going to the toilet. You can even invite them the next time. Hey, I'm going to the bathroom. You want to come and strip naked? I want to go. I'm, I'm just going to go there for two seconds. You, you, maybe you can strip. You know what I mean? But you got to look at yourself. Because there's something. <clears throat> forget about them. But what belief that you have that allowed a person to invade your space to that extent that allowed them to get into that one so this is what i'm talking about today just the extent of like continuously people pleasing and putting yourself lost is not going to get you to the space that you want to be in life so that's what i mean it's 
I don't, and sometimes that's when it made me, I used to hate the word sin because it just felt so bad. But I feel like sometimes it's a self-betrayal because we're always leaning back into those old beliefs. But that's the growth opportunity, babe. That's, that's where you deserve to, that's where you deserve to grow in continuously leaning back into those bad habits so that you can finally ask yourself, you know what I mean? What is it going to take? It's sitting there with maybe like a $1 in your account and be like, this is a joke. Like, really? This is a joke. I deserve more. And then maybe you can start asking, okay, what do I deserve? And then you start goal setting into those accounts and you start to begin to see that it's the people pleasing that won't allow you to move past that area. So the reason why I wanted to go this is because face, fake stress does a real good job at camouflaging itself as real stress. You're going to blame the person. You're going to blame the job. You're going to blame the environment. You're going to blame every external opportunity and never give you a chance to look at within yourself to be like, I'm a people pleaser. You will never uh, like, let's look at people pleasing as a hindrance for once in your career a hindrance in your life and trust me hands down i also love people pleasers okay <laughs> i mean let's let's be honest if you are going to be insulted by my honesty then you are not being honest with yourself don't you love somebody who is willingly and happily going to do something for you i mean there's a point where maybe you're hitting a project and you just know this person is the yes man they're never going to be like, hey, I'm busy, man. Even if they say you're busy again, we're like, oh, but why? Up until they say yes to you. Okay. And so we have, that's the vulnerable part that we all have. We know if you're not a people pleaser, there's another people pleaser besides yourself that you can, you know, definitely know you can rely on. And we can talk about that another day about how to be respectful of people's boundaries. But it, it's there. And at times, even without knowing it, beliefs created from trauma and fake stress make their way into realness. Eventually, this contributes to your decision-making. So now let's stick to the people-pleasing environments. Uh, I'm better than everybody. You know, you know, people, let's say, not being... People just wondering, if oh, why do you look like that? Why do you laugh like that? You know, it's, they asked in a very nasty kind of way, and it was repeatedly asked. Um... It created the the stress from being uncomfortable, the stress of the rejection, the stress from being rejection and the feelings of loneliness from being misunderstood can lead to this belief where, okay, I don't, I shouldn't laugh like this. I shouldn't talk like this. Ugh, I'm somebody who doesn't talk anyway. That is something, the trauma and the burden of that loneliness then creates its way into a, an actual belief to help you kind of make sense of the world. We like shortcuts. Um, if you've taken basic psychology, everybody in like school, high school or whatever, they, they, all of them say that humans love basic shortcuts. Even when driving, you learn how to drive. It's, it's icky. It's difficult the first time. But as soon as you have it, you want shortcuts about how to drive in all these weird ways. You know what I mean? And that's why even how different driving instructors teach you is going to be different. You know, your parents try to teach you it's going to be different. Your friends show you it's going to be different because we all have a different way of expressing our shortcuts. And that's the same with your emotions. These difficult, icky emotions, sometimes we just don't want to deal with them. And sometimes there's too much going on for you to want to deal with the emotions. I mean, come on. First of all, I've been watching these Korean shows and they are so emotional. So can I just deal with the Korean shows and not with my actual life? I mean... 
Don't we do that? Isn't there a TV series that you you spend more, you put more emotional investment into that TV series as opposed to your own life? Because dealing with your own life has more uncertainty and more emotional cost to it that will make you just feel very much more embarrassed. So eventually this contributes to your decision making. If anyone has ever embarrassed you and you experience a highly negative emotion, you might start to think, oh, I'm someone who doesn't speak about these topics anyway. No, why didn't you go read about the topic so that, you know, sometimes there's two things that can happen here. If there was a topic that somebody belittled you by, and then you went to go read the topic, and then you realize actually they are wrong, and they have all the wrong decisions, but they come across with this very authoritative and very confident voice to shut you down quickly, that means that they are actually very good at covering up their weaknesses. Um, the only difference is now that you can't catch them. In those moments, you can't really, it doesn't make any points. There's no point, I would say, in some cases, in arguing against them. In other cases, just let them go and let them continue to believe what they, let them continue to fake it with their authoritative voice. And then in other situations, you can then learn how to maneuver and how to negotiate with those kind of characters. Just learn to understand them, but not belittling them because you, you found out that, okay, they actually don't know what they're talking about. There's a lot of loopholes and, you know, lies in their speech. But don't focus on that because I feel like a wise person, the wiser that you can get from growing through your emotions, um, it'll actually just help you to accept that, okay, so this person lies a lot by using, they lie through using their authoritative voice, right? But I don't have to work on proving them wrong because it just creates unnecessary drama. Let me just focus on, uh, my dad is the one that pointed this out to me. He would allow somebody to talk, allow the person to be comfortable with you. Not a comfortable so that you can crush them like other people do, but be comfortable with them so that you can then begin to influence them. So it's a matter of just understanding that individual. But you can't do that when you're busy people-pleasing and then you get irritated when the results, let's say, of your project, the results of your friendship, the results of ideas don't come out the way that you wanted to because it was far easier to listen to the authoritative voice than to be a voice of reason and, a, and an influential voice. So that's also one of the reasons to overcome it. Um, what I really love, and the story that I gravitate towards and it makes me feel like I need to read more stories, is the story of Moses. So Moses questioned himself a lot. He questioned his leadership. He questioned his ability to talk to everybody. But God kept on pressing, pressing him and putting him in that, um, in that very idea because he ended up being very influential. He didn't realize that he was being very influential to uh, Pharaoh, you know, a very hard-headed leader. And so sometimes you, if you can just grow through, you know, that insecurity, go through the people pleasing and, and set boundaries and become well knowledgeable, then it'll be easier for you to, you know, have an, be an influential person without having that I lose mentality and that this person wins. Yet the only issue, the only big concerning thing that maybe would make this is the biggest hurdle for overcoming is that perceived stress spreads like a cancer, leading you to speak in front of certain people or certain topics. Perceived stress controls so many of us, leading us to anxious feelings where we just easily get anxious and it's just so much easier to shut down that whole emotion than to address it. What's more prolonged is feelings of avoidance is very detrimental to your mental health and life plans. 
you can't if it's very easy to avoid that authoritative voice and the person who comes across and shuts down your ideas it'll be it's it'll hinder your ability to learn how to maneuver in those conversations and then maneuvering in those small conversations with those small people when you level up to the next part with the next life goal the next life area in your in in your growth it's going to be actually harder because you haven't given you a chance to learn how to maneuver conversations with those kind of people who uh you you perceive them and you think them to be far better than you it's much better to begin now in your smaller spaces where there's less to lose in that sense let's say for example you're you if you want a promotion you want to graduate you want higher grades or whatever the case is why don't you just learn in those smaller spaces of talking to your professors in a certain way, negotiating with certain figures? It's, y'all know the kind of professors who, who say, nobody gets A's here. There's nobody gets A's. And he says it with the best kind of confidence. Like, his whole 20-year career has been just been giving C's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why is it it's worth your while learning how to negotiate, learning how to maneuver within those conversations, within those people of different... Uh, people of different beliefs than you, people of different standings than you, um, learn to maneuver there so that when you propel through the next stage in your life, when you propel through next stage to strangers and, and uncertainties, you've overcome it by having learned and practiced how to face, you know, people who you perceive like, oh, this one is better than me because of these certain uh, characteristics, traits that they have. And so, for instance, um, but it begins with you. So avoiding compliments can lead to less achievements in your relationship, work, and overall life goals. Conversely, if you've never received um, compliments, give people compliments. What all like you you would be surprised how many people feel deep inside feelings of rejection and feelings of loneliness and and they have that yearning to be accepted and you would be so surprised that giving them that compliment you know complimenting them on their achievements complimenting them on their talent does such a formidable thing uh for them and increases your relationships so because at the end of the day this is not what god wants this is not what god intended Read below on how being attacked by five women forced me to see I was playing second in my life where God had always positioned you or myself to win. And please note in the the clap, this is not the clap back kind of way. Like y'all think now, know by now, like y'all should know by now. That's just the devil corrupting Look, that's the devil corrupting sayings like God will vindicate you. Yeah, so he'll clap back for me. There is nothing like that. There is absolutely nothing like that. That's why I feel like ever, if somebody thinks that they're my enemy, I think that is the the most horrendous um, kind of perception that you could ever have. If anybody thinks they're their enemy, you should tell them to go and pray, you know, and tell them to release those kind of emotions because it, there's nothing, there's Never position yourself as anybody's enemy. That's my enemy. There's nothing like that. There's not being vindicated. Vindicated sometimes in a lot of ways. If you look at maybe some of the intrinsic um, calling behind it, it's overcoming those emotional areas in your life. It's overcoming uh, dis, um, disbelief. It's overcoming the rejection. It's overcoming the pain and the sorrows of of being humiliated. I mean, like, who's that, who's that woman, Hannah? Let's say, for example... Um, she was forced to get pregnant, you know, like Abraham was suffering, Sarah, she was impatient. So she made this woman get pregnant 
And then now she felt abandoned. She felt rejected. She she felt like, why am I suffering when you are the one who wanted this baby? So she ran away, right? Into the... She ran away into the... So Sarah was bullying her. So she ran away into the desert. Then God sends an angel to bring her back and say, hey, I'm the God who hears your, your cries. I've heard your pain. But go back. I want you to go back into those situations. So there's nothing like clapback in the Bible. I don't know... You know, and, and I, I absolutely love Sarah Jakes and her mom. And I have to go back and listen to that video because when they were talking about the fact that when they were talking about this topic, about there's no such, okay, we, yes, reality TV is entertaining, but we are getting dumb beliefs in a certain extent. When they're like, I'll clap back. There was a point where people were like, yeah, God will clap back. You'll see, he'll get you. There's nothing like that. First of all, if you're going through, a very difficult season and you are feeling pressure and you're being attacked and you're being wrongfully accused, wrongfully identified, you know, all those things. God actually encourages you to pray for your enemies, pray for them. That's why when David, um, God, David was, was a boss soldier. Okay. If y'all, if y'all don't get that at this point, he was, he was boss. Okay. First of all, he killed the whole giant and all that stuff. But when he got the opportunity to kill somebody, he, what I really loved, I can't remember which pastor was saying it, but when he got the opportunity to kill, um, uh, who's this, the king, he only cut a piece of the robe and said, God will judge you because that's what happens at the end of the day. God has to judge. God will judge all of our stubbornness as a loving father. You know what I mean? And that's what I absolutely love about Bible projects because Bible project talks about the fact that we struggle with being disciplined, but we, God lovingly disciplines us. If so, in the same token as if you're a leader who's very difficult, there's going to be something that you it's hindering, it's propelling, it's hindering where you need to go in life. So there's nothing about, you know, yeah, God will clap back. God will get me back. Just wait and see. There's nothing like that. You should always pray for the, you know, for the emotional overcoming of people, um, for people to grow through their emotions. If they have a struggle with competitiveness, if somebody was deleting your reports, like I, what I, what I went through, always pray through that person because that's, there's an insecurity that comes with that, but you can overcome your insecurities with people pleasing so that you have a greater understanding, a greater peace and a greater, and um, you allow people their difficulties, emotional difficulties to overcome them because you were once there in a different area. And so the only thing that I really love back, instead of the clap back, you know, it's the don't judge me because I sin differently from you. Um, the I delete people's reports, girl. You know, yes, you used to frustrate me. Yes, you know, you you find me at 3 o'clock in the morning preparing to go to work so, <laughs> so I could go and protect those things, uh, protect my reports. But it's um, at the end of the day, it's more about um, allowing people to be growing just because they sin differently from you, just because they have a different growth from you. And you, through the growth and through, you know, ending your own difficulties with people pleasing and building better boundaries, you'll be able to be able to have that stronger confidence, that more sustainable confidence, you know what I'm saying? To be able to allow people to have um, their own, to their own journeys to where they would, you know, where God intends for them to become. But at the, And then lastly, you're not responsible for a person if a person reaches their journey or not, you know, because life is diff I, life is complex and it depends on when you choose and how you choose for God's intervention and um, 
God's contribution in your life because that's what he does. You know what I mean? He's given you all that free will to live your life as you please, but you know, how far and what depths are you going to allow him into your life to be able to, you know, give you a better influence and judgment over the situations that you're going through. So anyway, at this point, this happens considering writing down exactly what's happening. Like I said, you want to do those two things where you say, okay, this is my, this is my situation. I'm really sick and tired of this. I'm really stressed here. Then what does the Bible say? You know what I'm saying? Cause it'll give you, um, it'll open up your heart in a more genuine way. Um, to really allow somebody's imperfections to exist whilst you whilst they're growing through it. Or, you know, you don't even focus. Are they growing through it? Do they understand? Are they ever going to learn what they're doing was wrong? It's, it's not your business, okay? The most you can do for somebody is pray for them. If not, then just pray to let go of the situation and focus on, you know, where God is leading you and how you can experience your own uh, godly breakthroughs at that moment. So chances are your body has influence and then that will help you instead of experiencing the fright, the fight or flight response, when it comes to people pleasing, you can be able to then like have a better discernment and better wisdom to how you are dealing with somebody. And it comes with that, um, that comes with, you know, not being easily, um, what you call this, not being easily like freaking out over somebody situation, but, um, having that discernment and uh, peace and able to observe them and then by uh, through observing them you have you can be able to begin to understand them so that you can stand firm and on guard from your emotions and separating their emotions so um yes and if you guys want to re-listen to the rest of this podcast episode or this episode please go visit black couture health and wellness lifestyle blog i will put the link in the description box so that you can read the rest of you know the story it so happened to be around a boy i had um i hate uh i i used to hate relationships i i just i don't like relationship i, I never used to like relationships because of understanding a person's thinking like i just said you know you um giving the person room to be imperfectly themselves and understand them. Okay, I did that with a lot of spaces, but I didn't like it when you're in an intimate space and you're chaotic. So being in a relationship, dating somebody, and you are, you know, you're having panic attacks, you're questioning, it just, like, ir irritates me because I'm like, why do you need to be questioned? But it, it made me realize that I have that a fear and anxiety of being questioned. So it's it was... One of the biggest conflicting things is that I had it being chased by those women and having them focus on me being like they perceived me to be like this big hindrance in getting this this guy. Um, it it ended up being like okay, so we went to went through one woman, we went through the second woman, by the third woman, I was like, okay, wow, guys, wow, <clears throat> you're ruining my friendship here with my guy friend. He's not even a boyfriend he's my guy friend so i ended up there was a point in my blog post where i talk about you know just taking him to the gym because that's how we you know we bond and we like you know get to i don't know we have like real deep conversations at the gym for some reason so i was like okay i need to take him to the gym and we spoke through what is going on with these women because 
at some point I was ducking and diving. I was running away. I, I just did not want to deal with this woman. Because there was one woman who like screamed and was like, why does he call you and not me? You know? And so I was like, oh, this is too much, you know? And, but it was affecting my relationship because he was like, do you not think I'm not, do you not think I'm worth the fight? Like, why would you allow some woman to come and, you know, separate us? Why are you avoiding me because of some woman? And so it really then taught me a lot. I think those kind of lessons, I would love to add more into that one later on because those kind of lessons are very valuable in terms of relationships. It's not only going to happen to guy friends, it's going to happen to your um, like more intimate relationships like boyfriends and girlfriends or whatever. And it's also going to happen to your friendships. That has definitely happened to me more often than that when it comes to friendships because I don't know, that's how women are in my personal, in my personal opinion. But I'm, I definitely know that, you know, guys can relate to this one when it comes to relationships. There's a lot of competition around friendships, but it definitely made me um, realize you. So that's why I post a lot on my uh, Pinterest page about like having that acknowledgement of like even boundaries around your relationships. Um, how can we come back together when people attack us like this and consistently attack us every year? I'm being attacked by women what are we doing so that I don't lose you? I don't lose you in the chaos. You know what I mean? And I don't underappreciate you in the chaos because that became the biggest concern uh, for my guy friend. It's like, you don't appreciate me. I'm not valuable to you. Like, really? Okay, then let's stop being friends. And so I had to overcome my people pleasing, but I also had to set stronger boundaries with my relationship. So go ahead and read that blog post, guys. Go ahead and read um me sitting in the gym with him and being like okay listen i i messed up i'm i'm messing up because i really just don't understand what's wrong with these women they should just come and talk to you i'm not a hindrance or blocking your life and it's like no i and he was like no that's i have something different to say about that so go ahead and read that blog post thank you so much for hanging out with me and chilling with me you guys have a wonderful week and a wonderful blessed week if you are struggling with body you know, body confidence, body boundaries, and it's influencing and distracting and disrupting and hindering your goals, whatever they may be, your relationship goals, your career goals, your friendship goals. You definitely want to go check out that book. So I'm going to also link the book in the description and this original blog post on people pleasing. Go ahead and read it. And as always, you guys, you better hit me up and let me know what you think. If you liked it, if you have questions, um, go and hang out with me. Go and soul travel and emotionally decompress and emotionally just rest on my Pinterest page because there's a lot of topics and a lot of juicy, yummy advice that I love about just how to handle boundaries. And I use those tips to kind of like build back my relationship with the guy because I obviously value him as a friendship. I don't know where these women came from. They came as frenemies, which I definitely will talk about later because I've had, I went through a whole two years of frenemies. And at some point I was like, ah, ah. Ask please, please leave me alone, actually. <laughs> so, so taking those advice and using them have really helped me. So I absolutely love putting them on my blog post. I love using them for these episodes because um, if they've worked for me, somebody who was like icky about, you know, overcoming people pleasing, I really do hope and I would really love to hear if they would work for you as well. Anyway, keep going out there and get more growth opportunities 
and live a life of breakthroughs with Black Into Health and Wellness Lifestyle. Thank you so much again. My name is Zetu Zwane, and you guys, I'll tune in with you another day. Bye.